Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. I came here. I came home. My daughter stays right around the corner in the back of church's chicken. And I came here. It's where I felt safe. Here's what I did because I've never been hit like that before. Is your license suspended? Who I was, was your license suspended at the time to... that was your license suspended at the time of the accident? This is the plaintiff, Allison Childs. She says she was driving home from the Piggly Wiggly after buying soda when the defendant crashed into her car at a high rate of speed. The woman took off from the scene of the accident. The cops tracked her down, and she's here suing for the $1,500 worth of damages she now has to her car. This is the defendant, Doris Nell Turner. She says she was driving past Church's Chicken when the plaintiff made a left turn without looking and the woman crashed right into her. The defendant says she definitely had the right of way. The plaintiff was at fault and has some nerve suing her for an accident she caused. She's accused of smashing and dashing. The defendant filed a countersuit for $4,406.10 for damages to her car. All parties, please raise your right hand. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Leon is now presiding. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Okay, thank you, Douglas. Ms. Childs, you uh, are suing Ms. Turner for $1,500 that you say you are out as a result of an accident. You are counterclaiming against her $4,406 that you are out. Talk to me and tell me what happened, Ms. Childs. Yes, ma'am. One night I was going to um, pick the wiggler to get me a soda at at the drink machine, and I was leaving. I stopped at the stop sign. I pulled out. I'm in the middle of the street, and all of a sudden, this car was coming so fast, I just stopped. I froze. And instead of her going behind me to miss me, she went in front of me and caught the front end of my car. And as she did that, all my airbags came out and everything, and she pulled over. Okay, I was back. can you back up a second? Reason. So you go into the intersection. And mm-hmm. she's coming, and she and mm-hmm. and and you freeze instead of accelerating, and she it ends is, up. Ma'am. So she ends up, according to you, she hits what part of your car? The front. Front of what? The front like of the your front car, end, or the like front of the side of your car? The it started like from the side, and it went all the way around to the other side. I do have this one picture. Whose car is this? This is. Your car, Ms. Turner? Yes, that's my yes. vehicle. Oh. What happens, uh, Ms. Turner? Let me let me hear your version of how the accident happened. Well, when I left to go to the tobacco store, which is on the same street of Greensboro, 
I can see Church's Chicken right here to my right. I can see Piggly Wiggy. I seen the vehicle at the stop sign. I seen cars that was in the lot. Then I say, well, maybe the pig is closed because it was two options, two things I actually was going to do. I was going to go into the pig if they were still open and get my grandson some sauce meat, and I was going to the tobacco store for myself. Right when I got at 18th Street, which is right there between Piggly Wiggly's and Church's Chicken, like I said, I saw the vehicle, but it happened so fast, bam. If you, if you look at the way the print on my vehicle, her whole front print Miss Childs, Miss Childs, Miss Childs, you can't just start yelling when I'm in the middle of hearing someone oh. else's story. All right, Miss, go on, Miss Turner. Oh. If I look at the yes, picture, right. I will see oh. that the whole front of her car hit your car. Yes, and the way and then she did. Uh, you have a stop sign? Me. There was it, no, no. Is it accurate, Miss Childs, that Miss Turner wouldn't have any stop sign? No, she didn't have any stop signs. Okay. But, ma'am, Hold she on. Wasn't the so, Ms. Turner, that, uh, what uh, happens after the accident? Well, well, after the accident, I was hit. I I didn't know what happened. Okay, I realized I knew I was hit. I just, it was like a great big boom. I was like, and excuse me for my language. I was like, what the hell? You know, and and I, I think I know I obviously did. I thought I left the scene and everything. That's what I know that I'm at. You left at. the but scene? But I say right around the corner. I say right around the corner. What? Why would you shock. leave the I scene? I came around here. I panicked. I then went into shock. I, 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 plus, I was scared. Scared of what? When people leave the scene, it's usually the because they've been drinking and driving, or they don't have a license, their license is suspended, or they don't have insurance. They have a reason that's self-protective to leave the scene. It's never... Oh, I was so shy, I didn't know what to do. So what I did was flee and commit a crime. If you don't know what to do, you just stay there and wait for the police to come. So what was your story? Because I wasn't born yesterday. So what was your story for why right, you left? That's actually, yes, ma'am. I understand what you're saying, but yeah, I couldn't believe that myself because I'm like, I know better than that, so what am I to do? I say, I got to call somebody. I came here. I came home. My daughter stays right around the corner in the back of church's chicken. And I came here. It's where I felt safe. That's what I did because I'd never been hit like that before. Is your license suspended? Who I was, was your license suspended the at the time to... that was your license suspended at the time of the accident? No. What time of day or night was the accident? It had no. It was after nine o'clock in the evening. Nine, it had was you like been drinking? Nine eight when I got to talking to my friend. Had you been drinking? No, ma'am. Were you under no. the influence of any drugs or anything else? No, ma'am. Why would you leave? I was frantic. I, they, I, I, they told what me were you I afraid of shock, having happened? I didn't know what to do. I was shooken up. I, when I did call, I called 911 for myself. They came right here to the house to me. I told them, I said, I'm not there. I am Did you ever home. end up getting cited for leaving the scene of an accident? No. No, I've never had an accident like this before. This is the very, I've been here No, I'm asking if, if the police in officer in this case gave you a ticket for leaving the scene of an accident. Charged you, which is actually no. a crime. Did you were you charged with the crime of leaving the scene of an accident? I'm asking you. No, ma'am. No. When she hit me, it my airbags came out, and you know it threw me back like in the back. So I rushed, just you know, hung out the car, and it was like, "Can you help me? Please help me! Please help me!" And when I started saying that, the young lady jumped in her car and she left. You was not the one that hit me, Miss Turner. I'm sorry. It was a younger girl. And I told the officer that. Are you hearing what she's saying, Miss Turner? Miss okay. Child says you weren't driving the car. Yes, ma'am. Yes, I were. <laughs> she says you weren't.
She okay. says that someone else was driving the car who was way younger than you. No. No, is it because of my hair is different? I have a wig on. She said somebody younger was driving my car. What is your theory? What do you think actually happened, Ms. Uh, Childs? I think that her, her daughter Ms. Turner, was I'm going to need you to stop. Who are you talking to, Ms. Turner? Who's in the room? Oh, I'm sorry, my uh, daughter. Let me see she, your daughter. I, I didn't know have your she, daughter. Have your daughter take helping. your spot. Have your daughter take your spot. Okay, come take Switch your spot. She just trying to put her on. Um... Hey, how you doing? Hello. How are you? I'm all right. I'm going to ask you to raise your right hand. You solemnly swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so I help you God. Yes. Thank you. And what's your name? My name is Gwendolyn Turner. Okay. Um, I, I, Ms. Childs, you're looking at Gwendolyn Turner. Is that the person who hit you? Or you don't know? I, I know she was younger than me. <laughs> okay. Um, I knew that. I knew she wasn't Mrs. Turner. Okay. Ms. Uh, Turner, uh, Gwendolyn, Ms. Turner, when, yes. when did yes. you first learn about the accident and how did you learn? I learned about it that morning after. That morning the next day or the morning after it happened? Yes. The morning after it happened. Okay. So whose house did she go to and call the police from? My house. But you weren't there? Not at the time. I was not there. I came in later that night. Okay. So was someone else there? My kids were here. How old are your kids? I have a 16-year-old and a 12-year-old. Okay. And um, does a 16-year-old have a driver's license? No, ma'am. Did the 16-year-old take the car? And have no, this accident? She okay. has a, a permit, but she she don't drive without me. We're still in that stage. Okay. So she wasn't the one driving, right? My mother was driving her vehicle. I knew she left in her vehicle that day. She had been back to the house a couple of times, but she was in her vehicle that whole time. I don't drive her car. Did your mother ever talk to you about what had happened? I didn't speak with her about it until that morning. And when you did, what did she say? She was saying how she was in shock. She had a headache, so I just encouraged her to go to the doctor. At that point, I had talked to the police officer that morning as well because I, I wanted to know what was going on and know what all had happened. So I spoke with the police officer briefly, and I spoke with her as well, but I didn't stick around because I had some things to do that day. Did, but she, I know that did I, she tell you that she fled the scene of the accident? That, that she did. Right. Now, she didn't end up getting charged with it, though. Not that I know of. Right. Okay. All right. Go ahead and thank you very much. I appreciate it. Can you switch with your mom again? Thanks. Okay. Okay. All right, Ms. Childs, let me ask you a question. Um, let, let's yes, get over this nonsense of who hit who, and let's talk about okay. who had the right-of-way. If there's a stop sign and yes, uh, you're the one who has it... She had the right-of-way. If she had the right-of-way, then how do you figure that I'm going to make her pay for damages to your car? Because then the accident would be your fault. Why are you even suing then? Because uh, it, <laughs> to me, she she did hit my car. Well, yeah, but know, if she had I the right away, if like, I'm always... traveling along and then you go when you and you run a, a red light, then it's not my fault. I'm traveling where I'm allowed to travel. It doesn't matter that I hit your car. It matters who has it yes, right away. But she was, yes, ma'am. But she was going uh, over the speed limit. How do you know that? That's what I'm saying. How do you know that? I, <laughs> I know the way she hit me. Right. I mean, I'm not saying... You're, you're assuming she's going over the speed limit uh, because she hit you. If, you know, I, I don't know whether I can trust your judgment because you're the person who says, 
I saw her and I froze. Yes, ma'am, I understand that. I'm already in the middle of the lane for it. My nose was like in the beginning of my lane to turn. That's why I said that, you know, when she looked up, when I looked up, she swerved. When she swerved, she hit the front of my car. It doesn't matter. She has it right away. Your car yes, isn't supposed to be where she's driving. Yes, ma'am. Um, essentially, yes, you know, if you stopped and you don't wait for all traffic to go, that's considered, you know, the violation of the right-of-way. So the accident isn't yes, her fault, which is what why I'm mystified right. that she fled. <laughs> she took off, right. Um, right. But it doesn't have anything to do with the accident. The accident happens before that, that bad act. So I can't consider that in the accident, you see? So as far as your lawsuit against her, my verdict is zero. And now we've got this little thing called a counterclaim that I've got to handle. Okay. So now mm -hmm. she's suing you because she says, well, yeah, I shouldn't have left, but that has nothing to do with the accident, and this accident wasn't my fault. Look at all the damage to my car. Hoy. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Did you ever make a claim against her insurance for the car, Ms. Turner? No, I, I didn't have that information. Well, yeah, because you didn't stick around for insurance. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, and I apologize. I know I'm at fault for that. Okay, all right. Miss <laughs> Turner, I'm so sorry. Don't get upset. I'm sorry. You're both so nice. I've never been hit like that before. I You're both so nice. I just, I, look at the two of you. Listen to the two of them. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're both so but my nice. my insurance was on my, my, my uh, police report. I never did leave the scene. My insurance was on there. So it, it was my fault and my insurance would pay for it. Sorry, I've never experienced But my issue with you, Ms. Turner, is that when I called for help, you did not help me. I could have been really hurt bad you and you didn't even help. stop and, and that's my concern I, I don't care about the car because my half insurance to pay for your car register what even happened it felt like almost like when that tornado came through here <laughs> i saw the tip of that joker next door i mean that door went i'm like what just happened what you yeah, have to you understand, Ms. Turner, is the reason why what you did was so bad is exactly what Ms. Childs is saying. Ms. Childs is saying, yeah. I called to you for help, and you left me there. That's the whole idea behind these laws. I never, her, I never got laws. out of the vehicle. The, that, I didn't, I that, but the that's vehicle the whole idea behind started. the laws yeah. that, that say don't leave the scene of an accident, is that we don't want people left behind. And um, yeah. I hope that when you're crying, that is why you're crying, that you feel bad about having done yes. that. Right, yes, because you realize the error that that was. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, do you have an estimate for the damage to your car? Yeah, you do. All right. So uh, apparently they are going to charge you $4,406.10 to repair the car, which doesn't sound unreasonable yes. except for this. You're capped at the value of the car. Um, and the val yeah. So if your car is worth less than that, then that's all that you can get. My, I'm looking at the blue book value of your car 
and the blue book value is $3,857. Therefore, I am going to rule in your favor in the counterclaim, which I know may feel wrong to people because you fled the scene, but again, you were faultless in the accident. So, I am uh, going to rule in your favor in the amount of $3,857, Ms. Turner, and I hope that um, both you and anyone within the sound of our voices uh, understands that you never, ever leave the scene of an accident, ever, because it's just wrong and it's inhuman to the people involved in the accident. Thank you. I appreciate both of you. Okay. And I'm so sorry. Let's talk to uh, Ms. Childs first. She's the uh, the plaintiff. The judge ruled that you were at fault, so you can't prevail. You understand that? Yes, sir. I mean, that's kind of a kind of a, a twist. As long as everyone is okay, this whole thing wouldn't have started. Yeah, interesting. Right. Anyway, Ms. Turner, let me talk to you. I'm um, I'm sorry you had to cry through this court case, but in any event, I, I assume you've learned something from this whole incident. Am I right? Yes, I have. <laughs> Yes, I have. I explained to the judge, and it's the first time something like this has ever happened to me. Yeah, no, it's a, that can be a very scary experience, and uh, I'm sorry you had to go through this. All right, let's see what Harvey has to say about this. This is quite a unique situation, wasn't it, Harvey? Yeah. Doug, we've talked about this before. It sucks when you have to replace something that's damaged, but you can't pay for it because you don't get that amount in court. But the reality is you are only entitled to the depreciated value of the item at the time of the loss, which ain't going to be near the retail value. Can you put a no oral modification clause in a lease contract in Florida? Not only are you allowed to put a no oral modification clause in a lease in Florida, in any state, you probably should put it Always. in every lease agreement because otherwise the lease isn't worth the paper it's printed yeah, on. Yeah, people will just right. say that, uh, I mean, it'll be worth the paper it's printed on, I suppose. Right. But then you avoid the problem of someone saying, yeah, but we agreed to X. You just eliminate the problem. Yeah, he said I can pay my rent on the 15th instead of the 1st every right. month. And look, right. I paid it on the 15th every month. Right. Oh, judge, he was just late. Right. And another, another right. uh, corollary concept that's usually in these leases is no waiver clauses, non-waiver. Non right. So right. you- Just because out of the kindness of my heart, I accepted your rent on the 5th instead of the 1st in January, that doesn't mean that I've waived the right to demand the rent on the 1st. Or right. late fees. As or late fees. Or waive, Just because I didn't charge late fees, late fees right. in January doesn't mean that I don't get to right. charge them now. Right. right. Or, or that you can't rely on these things as breaches of the lease in some kind of an allegation for um, eviction. Yeah. Right. So you should definitely have in any lease a no right. oral in any contract. You should have a right. there are no oral modifications. This is the plaintiff, Stephanos. He says he brought his bike into the defendant's mom and pop bike shop which has been there for over 40 years because he was having problems with his chain falling off. He paid the defendant to fix his rear axle. And when he went to ride the thing, the rear wheel locked up and he went flying over the handlebars. He broke his collarbone. It's all the defendant's fault. He's now out $1,902.07 in medical expenses and repairs. And he's suing for just that here today. This is the defendant, Craig. He says his bicycle shop has been in his family for 60 years, and this guy takes the cake. 
He has no idea why the plaintiff crashed his bike. Maybe he hit a rock or something. The defendant says the plaintiff's suing him two years after this supposed crash. And there's no way it's his responsibility to pay him all this money. He's accused of botching up a bicycle. All parties, please raise your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiff says that he brought his bike to this mom-and-pop bike shop, but the defendant botched the job, and as a result, he crashed his bike, fell off, and broke his shoulder. Now, the defendant claims he fixed the guy's bike properly and has no idea why he crashed and takes no responsibility. It's the case of your bike repair ain't jiffy. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Okay, Mr. Stefanos, you are suing Mr. Craig's bicycle shop for $1,902.07 in damages because, according to you, their faulty workmanship caused you to take a really nasty fall and you actually broke your collarbone? That's correct. Okay. Tell me what happened. I had an issue with my bicycle uh, where my, the chain kept falling off, and so I uh, decided to drop it off at the shop and give me an idea of what it would cost to repair. And have you been to this shop before? Yeah. I grew up in the neighborhood, um, so I've been a long time uh, customer. I've bought many bicycles there. Okay. How long has um, the, so the business been in the neighborhood, Mr. Craig? Uh, 60 years. 60? Yes, sir. Yes. Did you start it? No, my okay. dad. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, I didn't think so. 19, but I... 1962. Okay. All right. So go ahead, Mr. Stefano. So you, you take it over to them because the chain <clears throat> kept falling off. Go on. Right. And they let me know you know, there would be about 100 bucks, give or take, to repair it. So I said, go ahead. So I was supposed to pick up the bicycle, which I did. I had my wife drive me over to the shop, and the intention was to ride the bike back home. I'm not too far from the shop. Um, and then I was told, I, you know, I always ask what was replaced, and uh, I was told that the rear skewer, a.k.a. the axle, was replaced. Okay. And uh, I, I believe the derailleur, which is the component that, uh, you know, shifts the chain in the rear of the bike. Okay. And and also a chain, if I'm not mistaken. Do we have a receipt from that day? Uh, I do. It's uh, It was provided. Yeah. As a Adjust derailleur, rear, chain rear. Can you explain to me what was done, Mr. Craig, by looking at this receipt? Sure. Uh, looks like it was, a new derailleur was put on and a new cable was put on. What's a cable? Uh, that cable that runs from the shifter to the back. It activates the shifting. When you move the shifter, the cable moves the derailleur. And a rear skewer, the $9 is the piece that goes through the uh, wheel that holds the wheel on. All right, so what happens? You pick up the bike, and what happens? So I take the bicycle, and just, you know, just maybe not even a block away, I notice that every time I crank, I push down my legs, I, I heard like a, like a vibrating sound. So I look down, and I noticed that the rear wheel was tilting left to right. You know, it wasn't stable. And so I immediately brought it back and I brought it, you know, to Craig's attention and he grabbed the bicycle and he brought it right back out and he says, here, you're good to go. And I, I said, well, what did you do? He says, was something loose or I just tightened something, some, something along those lines. How did, how did the bike there, ride when you rode it home? It felt okay. Um, so then it wasn't the immediately the next day, but several days later on the 12th, it was, a, it was October. It was, a, it was a decent day, and I chose to... We, we took a ride with my family, me, my wife, and my children, everybody on their own bicycles, separate bicycles. And uh, just a couple of blocks away from the house, there's a there's an incline 
So I stood up on the bicycle and I started to pedal harder, you know, so I can get up the hill. And with the initial, just as soon as I pushed the bike a little bit to get up the hill, what happened was that the crank, uh, you know, where you pedal, the part where you pedal, something locked in the drivetrain, somewhere between the crank, the chain, the rear axle. I don't know exactly what happened, but causing the bike to lock as if somebody, you know, threw a pipe inside my tire, you know, I mean, that kind of. And with my the momentum of my body coming down on the crank, that lifted me and threw me over the handlebars of the bike, and I landed on my shoulder and broke my fractured my clavicle. Fractured your clavicle. What do they do for a fractured clavicle? I think they just leave it alone, right? Like a rib. It depends on uh, you know when I went to the hospital, I went to the emergency room. They said, you know, if you're an athlete, which I'm not, or a model, which I'm not, um, <laughs> and uh, they said this is you know, a, a pretty standard fracture. It's not like the bone was, you know, coming out of my skin. So they said, you basically put it in a sling, you monitor it, you take x-rays every so often and just, you know, watch its recovery. You know, otherwise you'd have to do surgery and put plates in there and stuff like that. How are you feeling now? Um, I, I feel okay, depending on, you know, sometimes I feel like a little discomfort there. Um, if you see what you're looking at there, it didn't heal. It, the bones never move back. What happens is just like a piece of bone grows and connects those two pieces that are broken. The body's uh, an Depending on the thing. weather and what I'm doing, I feel it sometimes, but overall, it's not bad. Ew. That's the picture of your injury? Yeah, that was uh, the day, actually, there's a date on there. It was like several days after the injury. Yeah. All right. Did you ever bring the bicycle to Mr. Craig to take a look at it? I did. He... Basically took the bicycle, took it into the back again, tightened up something on the rear, got on the bicycle himself. The, the store is relatively small. Rode about 10 feet to his front door and back and said the bicycle is fine. Okay. And what did you do? And I said, I, it's not acceptable for me because this, this would be the third time that you told me the bicycle is fine. The second time resulted in a pretty bad accident on my part. And I explained to him, I, you know, I was still in a sling at that point. I said, you know, I, 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 don't, I, I don't care who repairs this bicycle, especially you. I don't want this bicycle anymore. And I would like to be compensated for my medical expenses, which I feel were as a result of, you know, his um, lack of proper repair on my bicycle. Let me hear from you, Mr. Craig. Do you remember seeing the bicycle? I remember seeing it the first time, as he said, when he took it out and then came back immediately, we took care of it. Uh, from that point on, I do not remember seeing the bike. I do remember him coming back into the store, maybe it was November, he has the date more than I do, saying that, you know, he fell off the bike um, and, and he got injured. I said to him, bring the bike in, let my mechanics look at it. And, uh, you know, he, he kind of was talking about compensation. I said, well, bring the bike in. I said, let my... My mechanics have been on the job for 40 years. So I got two of them. And I said, let me look over the whole thing and see what the situation is. So uh, that was the last I saw of him. So you don't remember me. looking at the bike the last time? No, and I don't remember riding it, to be quite honest with you. I mean, the... Um, what is this a picture of, Mr. Stefanos? That is a picture of the component uh, that was replaced. So you see that plastic cap there and the threaded rod? That was the skewer. Um, and after, after my accident, this is, I didn't 
touch it. This is how I found it. And you can see it's, it's, it, it's loose there. Mm -hmm. Right. And then, uh, that's the other side of the same component. You see how it's, it's not in the right position, the right resting position. Mm -hmm. That's the inner part of the frame. And that's the rear tire where it made contact and, and binded up against the frame. You see the, the rubber marks there. That's not normal for a rear tire, of course. What can we tell from looking at these pictures, Mr. Craig? Well, it looks like the quick release loosened up. I, I just want to show you something here. I have it in front of me. Oh, there we go. This is a quick release wheel, okay? And this is the lever, okay, that has to be closed fully for the wheel to be secured to the bike. If this lever in any way gets compromised, even a little bit like that, okay, and you put pressure on it as he did, the wheel will shift. Pressure on okay? what? He put pressure on, on the, the pedal. pedal. Yeah, when you start pedaling hard, if you're going up an incline, if you're going up a hill, and this lever is compromised open just a little bit, the wheel's going to shift. Now, quick releases are made to make it convenient for people to transport their bikes. They don't need a wrench to take the wheel off. You want to throw your bike in a car or something like that, you pop the wheel off. Two things I've been telling people for 50 years with my customers. Two things you check before you get on a bike. Your air pressure, so it doesn't damage the rim, and make sure your quick releases are closed because it doesn't take much to open them. This can be this can be a, a little comp compromised by taking the bike out of the car if it hits the trunk lid or something like that. If you have it in a garage with other bikes and another bike gets next to it, the pedal can open it. You know, if it, if it pushes against it, it could just. You don't have to open it all the way. You'll open it all the way to get the wheel out. But if you open it just a little bit then that weakens the, the, the contact, which, which, which is the way it is. So, you know, it's... it's if it's the quick release is a little open... Okay, keep that in my vision. If the quick release is a little open, right. what happens when you step hard on the pedal? It could, it could sway the wheel. The wheel could move. If it's not, like, in other words, it's got to be closed all the way. Because that's like act, that acts as a lock? Well, it, it, it's, it, it's a cam. So when you have it locked like that all the way down, it's on there, good and solid. If it's opened a little bit, this opens it all the way to take the wheel off the bike. But if it's open just a little bit like that, then, then the contact is compromised. Here's okay? my question. Then, so when you're riding, wouldn't you know if that had been open? If it's open just a little bit, it might not happen for a mile. It, will, it might only happen if you're putting a lot of torque on the pedal, if you're, like, going uphill, putting a lot of pressure on but if it's not checked and it's open like that, then that, you know, that could happen. I'm concerned about the fact that he had to bring it back because something was wrong after the first time. I'm concerned about right. that. So what was it that you did? What did you tighten that obviously got loose while he was riding? I probably, I, well, as I, as I recall, the quick release was tightened, which was... Well, what was you it know, you maybe... tightened when he came back the same day that he picked it up the first time? The first time he came back... The wheel, I, like I said, we just I threw it on my rack in the back and, and I, I double-checked the quick release to make sure it was tight, okay? I, it, it seemed okay from what I recall, but I just double-checked it. I really put a lot of torque on it, a lot of my pre hand pressure on it, and I closed it, and off he went. Now, as he said, he rode home okay with it, and it seemed to be okay riding home, but then he stored the bike, and I don't know, four or five days later, he so, rode it. And uh, so I other than the quick release being loose, what else could account for how, for the accident he described? Uh, a broken axle, but that axle was not broken. 
<clears throat> so that that would be the only that's the only what, way to what is it this here. why is the tire rubbing against the side like that in this picture because the, the quick release somehow some way as i said got compromised <clears throat> excuse me and then with pressure on the wheel that shifted it and then what is this that i'm looking at that he wanted me to note that black cap um, is separate what is that's that the other end of the quick release i have it here see this piece here on this i don't know if you can yeah see this black cap here if you want i'll just take it i'll show it to you yeah it's um let me maybe i'll take the wheel out of here hold on did this have anything to do with the repair that you guys did well we put a derailleur and a chain on this is the skewer you see this here you stick it through the wheel the axle is hollow and then one side goes on the other side and then you just lock it in on the wheel was there anything can... faulty about the quick release itself like was it not no no for 50 years i tell people before you get on your bike check your tires and check your quick releases to make sure they're closed because if they're opened a little bit and you start riding, you may ride five, 10 blocks, it'll be fine. But if you come to a hill as he did or something and put some pressure on the pedal with this open, the wheel can shift. Did you ever take the bike, Mr. Stefanos, to any other bike expert um, to <clears throat> ask them, what do you think went wrong? What's, is that even a possibility or you, you didn't do that? No, I did not. Um, you know, people fall for different reasons when they're riding bikes. You've got to be able to prove to me by a preponderance of the evidence when you, you have the burden of proof as the plaintiff in, in, in a lawsuit that it happened as a result of their negligence. I realized that you had had the bike repaired there, but everything he's saying makes so much sense to me. So the, the skewer, the, the, the component that uh, Craig shared with you is the, is the rod in between the two nuts, right? which was replaced. Was that replaced? Yes, ma'am. Okay. So is it possible that, so his argument is, I didn't do anything to open it. It was a defective skewer. So what's no. your response to that? There's someone making a lot of noise in the background of one of your places. Okay. Can you stop whoever it is? Is it a dog or is it? Doesn't it sound like a lap in the water? My dog was drinking. Oh, you let that dog go, honey. Don't worry about that. My wife Just... removed him. No, no. Oh, no, no. Give the dog the water. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I said anything. All right. 110 pound yellow lab. Yeah, it needs its hydration. All right. So, um, so is there something that can be faulty in the skewer that it's loose? No. They, I mean, we sell thousands of them. And, you know, I mean, this is what I'm holding it. They, it's a standard, standard bicycle part. So the accident he describes happens only if it's open, and it opens because someone opened it by accident. Yeah, as I said, it, it, it can, it's an, a, a variable. You know, I, I've, even in the store when we pack repairs against each other and I pull out a bike, sometimes they get intertwined with each other and it'll open it up. You know, it doesn't take much. Um, we put your bike in. People put their bikes in storage rooms around my, around my way. Where did you guys go bike riding that day? Had your bike been in a trunk? Just a quick ride after work. Um, And my my my. Did you have the skewer inspected by someone who can say that there was something defective about it? I don't think there was anything wrong with it. I think it was poor workmanship on the installation. He doesn't make that. That's a piece that he comes and puts in, and they just put it in. What evidence do you have that there was poor workmanship? It's far more likely that it opened. My evidence is that I had to go back immediately because he didn't tighten it properly. All right, Mr. Stefanos, people prove the kind of case you're trying to prove in many different ways, but most times it involves expert testimony. The fact that you had to go back one time for that to be closed is not expert testimony. 
for any, it might be evidence that you hit it when you're riding your bike. I have no idea what it's evidence of. But when you tell me you're on a bike ride with your family and you're enjoying it and everything's fine and everything is great and the only time something happens is when you put torque because you're, go when you press hard because you're going up a hill and he tells me, well, that's exactly what happens when you do that and the thing is open. And the thing is meant to open and close. It's not like it's defective that the thing got open. I am not finding sufficient evidence to turn around and tell him you owe him $1,902. My verdict in this case is for the defendant. Mr. Stefanos, what are you thinking right now? I think it's very clear that if somebody doesn't fix something the first time and days later that part fails again, we know who's negligent. Do you understand what she meant when she said you just didn't have enough evidence to prove your case against him? That's the key. Yes. What yep. do you think? Yeah. Yep. I mean, if you'd had expert testimony or someone else coming in that could help prove the case yep. for you, maybe that would have helped. But you just didn't have the ammunition. So, yeah. well, I'm sorry about that, but that's that's the judge's rule, and uh, you got to live by it. Mr. Craig, uh, I know he's upset. Obviously, he was suing you for almost $2,000. <laughs> I would think you feel much better now, right? Even though he is a good customer of yours, has been. Right. That's, that's the, the fault. That's the part I don't like about it. I mean, we've been in business for over 60 years, and we have a lot of repeat customers, and I'm sorry he had a problem. Have you ever had other people sue you for medical damages, claiming, you know, you're at fault for their falling off their bike? Never. 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 Yeah. Interesting. Really interesting. Well, congratulations, sir. You have prevailed in this case, and you do not owe him any money. Thank you. And that'll do it for this case. Harvey, what do you think? If you have a lawsuit that involves something technical beyond you, you got to get an expert. And if you don't, even an expert in writing, you're going to lose. Has anyone in your family ever gotten COVID? Uh, yeah, I'm going to... You haven't. I have not. I really thought I had, but uh, PCRs just keep coming back negative. Right. Right. Um, my both two of my three children got it, got it, even though they were fully vaccinated, mm -hmm. double vaccinated. Um, the littlest and the, the littlest and oldest. the uh, oldest, the right. middle one. I'm convinced Somehow. she had it in January of 2020 because I've never seen anybody more sick right. uh, from a pulmonary standpoint. And they, and she didn't have we tested her for the antibodies when that became available and she didn't have them. So it's just wrong. You and I have been mostly pretty careful. I don't know. You know I, 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 what I find is that everybody has a very defi different definition of careful. People yeah. think they're careful, and then they get judgy about someone else's behavior. And then I hear, you know, like I'll hear what they did, and I'm like, oh, you got, you know, like everyone's, <laughs> everyone's careful till they're not. Um, uh -huh. But my, you know, like my great worry was always my 96-year-old mother, right. and so I, I made everybody be very. We've all been very good around my mother. Right. We get together once a week for lunch and we had three different tables in a back patio. We had the space for that. We had the weather for that. Actually, it was really hot. And your mom would ask but every 30 seconds, why what, are you wearing What is masks? that on your face? Why, why are you wearing, are you wearing that, that? Take that off. Take, why, why are you wearing that? Because there's a pandemic. Where in the world, mom, there's right. a pandemic, but nobody's sick in this house. No, mom, but old people really shouldn't right. get it. Who's old? That right. was, a, was like a, it was like around. an Abbott and Costello right. routine every day uh -huh. for a solid year. Right. So that'll do it for this session of the People's Court. We will see you next time.